wild and bam we're live mr zimmer good morning dude were you in a tussle <laughs> once upon a time a few times <laughs> i'm uh is that I, I was do you have a black eye i can kind of... oh that's a uh that's a scar from oh geez i don't even know 15 years ago beer bottle a little uh tussle many many years ago left a pretty good uh pretty good markup on my face so shit i've watched so many videos of you isn't that weird that i've never noticed that before <laughs> you know what it uh it seems in the summertime when i get more sun it's uh it's shining through oh you're trying to show off like you got sun up there in winnipeg right now <laughs> we had a couple days before the snow gets back here <laughs> Dude, I um I you, I had a coworker live up there. And um we had a meeting in California and I'm like, "Hey dude, I'm so sorry it's short notice. Can you come down tomorrow? I'd love to see you." He goes, "Yeah, no problem." And I go, "Dude, I go, wow, that was so easy. I thought you were going to push back." He's like, "Dude, go to type in Winnipeg and look at the temperature." <laughs> it was it was like negative 24. Is that real there? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gets uh yeah, in uh, Celsius, it gets to about minus 50 with the uh, wind chill. So I can't remember what that is in Fahrenheit. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's real cold. The wind is what gets us here. Is that, um, uh, is that, is that, this is going to sound so naive, but is that real that like you can go outside and take a bucket of water and throw it in the air and it freezes before it hits the ground? Yeah, if you take uh, hot water, yeah, because the vapors, yeah. If you take hot water, boiling water, and throw it in the air, it'll freeze before it hits the ground. Oh, as opposed to cold water won't. Yeah, yeah, I don't think cold water will. No, 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 it won't. No. How how about when? So if you pee, does it just hit the ground and turn to ice? <laughs> no, because that comes out at. I think your pee comes out at your body temp, right? Not yeah, hot enough. Yeah, ninety eight point six. No, 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 because the pee doesn't freeze. No. Savage. Um, how, how did you end up in Winnipeg? What, what's your family's oh, uh, history that you ended up there? Uh, well, I actually. I was born and raised in a small town outside of Ottawa, capital of Canada. Um, and my family, uh, German roots, um, they've been in, they've been in Canada for a few generations now. But I ended up in Winnipeg because I uh, I got too much trouble in Ontario, so <laughs> I got the boot to follow my dad uh, over here when I was 17 years old. So been uh, brave in the cold since then. I, I heard you say that. Did they did uh, about um, getting in too much trouble? Did did they actually give you an option like the the legal systems? Like, hey, if you it, it sounds like fucking uh, California in eighteen sixty. Listen, Billy. If you yeah, leave. it wasn't. It, yeah, it, not so much the legal system. So much, uh, much more the detective that took my case. I was uh, yeah seventeen at the time. I was stealing a bunch of cars and on the run from the police for a while. Finally got caught and. Uh, you know, when I look back on it, I see the hand of God. With this one, it was uh, a detective took my case, brought me out of the cell, took me around. I showed him where I had a bunch of cars dumped all over. He got to know me for a day and uh, spoke to my old man who had moved to Winnipeg a few years prior that I didn't talk to anymore. He called him up and made arrangements, I guess. You know, hey, I got your kid here. This is what happened. They, they talked it out. And then... He presented me a, a plane ticket. He's like, I got a ticket for you to move within 48 hours. And uh, if you do that and leave everything behind here, 
you'll leave this behind as well and you'll be off uh, you got a second chance i believe a second chances so that's what was presented to me so within a two-day period i was up and gone to winnipeg how long did it take before you were in winnipeg before you stole a car uh, I didn't steal a car again at Winnipeg. Um, Rip, so that was it. That was an, that you took that moment and were like, okay, I get it. No, not, not quite. No, I was, no, I was still an idiot. You started stealing planes. You started stealing planes. Yeah, no, I still got in lots of trouble. I got booted at my dad's house uh, within a year and then was on the streets in Winnipeg for a couple of years until, you know, well, I guess actually a year. And then I smartened up. Um, you know, just before turning 19 is when I started, uh, I, I, uh, spent a short visit in a, uh, in a detention center for a few months. And, uh, after that didn't want to go back. So that's when I started smartening up, um, just before turning 19, I started uh, a landscaping company. Um, and then I just poured everything into that work and built that business, you know, and still made a few fuck ups along the way, but nothing uh, nearly as bad as when I was a uh, young, young buck. I, it, the title of the podcast I put, um, you obviously caught my attention because you were standing up. God, it, it's standing up. It seems such a weird thing to just say you want to just go outside, but you weren't, you weren't going to accept the fact of, Hey, stay inside and you can't have friends over to get your, you get your swole on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's when you first came across what, what, uh, what we were doing here. Right? Yeah. And I, I wonder if um, I have, I have, I'm in a similar boat to you. I have three little kids. I have uh, two, two five-year-olds and a seven-year-old. And I think that if I was 20, I would be like, man, th these are great days. Like civilization is going to collapse. I'm going to fucking party. But now that I have a kid, I can't really I have a totally different perspective. Like I can't tolerate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, right? It's the attack on the kids too. Uh, so many ways that we see that's uh yeah that's where i feel obligated to stand up i uh <laughs> you know before uh, as he said standing up seems so weird just for you know what really we had to do but uh before that i was happy being by myself secluded in my home uh <laughs> you know i was working on so many things um didn't really care for uh needing to be out in in what most people are attracted to in today's society um but when they when they announced yeah you couldn't have more than one person over uh even in your yard i knew everything was bullshit from the beginning when they started coming out with all of this but when they said that i said enough's enough this has gone way too far people are actually listening because i didn't think people were going to listen at the at the beginning and then realizing how many were and uh you know the mental health issues that were coming in the collateral damage with all those measures that people were getting behind how much fear was getting inside their head and that damage i was like i need to i need to do something so the home i'm at right now i have a, a large well fairly large size city lot right on one of the busiest streets in the city actually coming right into the city from uh, north dakota side here and i said all right you know i used to do fitness classes i had moved out of it for a couple of years but i have this big yard People have no place to go for their fitness right now, and they need somebody to see that's, hey, I, um, F you, you can still have people over. I'm not listening to this bullshit. So that's exactly what I did. I got on my social media and said, hey, boot camp, starting it up free for everybody, four days a week, come on down. 
and that's where it all started um, in terms of you know taking a stand against uh, this totalitarianism coming in right now that we we see on all fronts. So um, right here in Winnipeg, what we needed to do to just show people, hey, you can you can push back and say no, right, and uh, and still enjoy a normal life uh, as long as you don't let that fear inside and let a bully boss you around. And the numbers got crazy. Yeah, it got yeah yeah we we picked up pretty quick here for sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, transpired. One thousand to two thousand a month, right? At, at its peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few thousand a month, which was which was nice to see. Uh, we did, uh, you know, I I moved it in, evolved it into doing uh, junior patriots, kids kids boot camps, uh, martial art classes. Then we started doing the uh, biweekly freedom fires, where we just had a massive bash here, uh, which was great. Um, that that was really good because that helped a lot of people. You know, because the police would come here and try to shut me down because of the the restrictions and regulations, and I would just give them a big F you. You know, that's not happening. I'm I'm sick of this shit. And people saw that and they got inspired, right? And uh, they're able to connect with more like minded people, not uh, completely think they're so crazy, considering the relations they're having with their peers at work and family that are pushing them out and you know ostracizing them and calling them conspiracy theorists for having uh, any questions raised. So it's uh, it was a good place for you know those people to connect and and uh, gains a sense of normalcy, at least, to some degree. We're, we're such a fragile uh, creature. I was actually shocked at how many people, and, and how many people continue to reach out, and you probably got this too, thanks for speaking up. I feel mm-hmm. like I was going, like everyone was trying to make me feel like I was the crazy one. And yeah. these are just people who just want to go to work and just not take an injection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like out yeah. of a movie, right? I mean, can't you see that in a movie? Like, Everyone at work's getting the injection, and I'm not. And now I'm crazy. I'm like, wow, we, we th- man, that some people are in some tough spots. Tough spots, yeah. And I'm sure you've heard of you know so many uh, individual cases that really moved you, and that's what yeah. happened to me. That kept me going and made me, you know, be like, all right, we're gonna do this now. We're gonna do that now. And I was hearing people's stories. And uh, with that said, you know, just using the space to to speak up and give people uh, a voice where they like, oh, I'm not alone. That's one thing I look back on as a as a win for sure when I first started standing up and speaking about what was going on because I made some mistakes. I fell into the trap of, of divide and conquer. You know, I I got angry. I I was out there yelling at people um, in a way on my videos. You know, with such aggression to stop enabling it and the going along to come to to make it happen, right? To get along and and, and continuing to grow it was something I was so furious about, and it. It didn't help those people. They saw me speaking like that and, and and just got up on edge, right? And it didn't really sync with them. But at the same time, it did give all those people sitting around, and specifically women. We were seeing more women share their voice than anything. Them sitting and waiting for a man to start speaking up, being so so few out there, it definitely helped them. Um, and so I look at, you know, there's a positive with it, with that. People needed to hear uh, what was going on, that they're not alone. Uh, seeing people take a stand. But at the same time, I see that aggression, uh, you know, was a was a play into the whole bigger picture right now on on what they're trying to do and divide. So I try to come at it on a different angle now, um, which is you know <laughs> it can be challenging to say the least, as I'm, I'm sure you're aware. That's why I titled this. That's exactly what you just shared. Why I, a couple of days ago I changed the title of this podcast to "The Evolution of a Freedom Fighter," because something has happened to you in the last uh, two years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Big changes spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I was pinpointed right at spiritually, uh, massive changes where, you know, I, I 
had my eye open, we'll say, and uh, showing really how we're all one here and just the, the connected to consciousness and, and what we're doing here and how everybody has their own journey. Um, and there's kind of a play to play out and to respect as much as you can the, the journey on the other side for people because this is all I look at as a spiritual awakening right now. And uh, you, can't, you can't have that birth, let's call it, that we're, we're seeing without the other side. And without those people that are playing the other side to have it all come together, right? That polarization. So that allowed me to really let go of a lot of anger inside, um, you know, holding a lot of resentment, especially to, you know, the male figures in my life as I'm the only family member. Um, and pretty well at the time uh, in my friend's cir circle, the only one who had the views that I had, let alone the voice and the stance that I was taking, right? At a time when nobody was standing other than, you know, we saw Ian Smith all over the place in the States and a, and a few individuals, but Canada was just crickets. So um, it definitely received a lot, a lot of hate uh, taking that stand, which if you don't process it right, can uh, can sit and build up, right? Just like a volcano, it's going to want to blow up. Um, and, and it definitely did with me a few times, you know, it got me into a bit of trouble last year. Actually, we can even get into that. Um, and uh so having that experience and allowing me to let go and forgive and focus more on unconditional love for the human human race and, and Mother Earth has is, is changed the game for me. It, it's kind of you went I, I don't know if this is going to resonate with you because you're because of your you know, you're Canadian, but you kind of went from Malcolm X to Martin Luther King. Yeah. Malcolm yeah. X was a, a, a great man and, and his attitude was by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah. He, he all he also did something really incredible that I don't think enough people realize the value of while Malcolm was in jail, he he um copy he opened up a dictionary and he taught himself every single word in there and he hand wrote out a dictionary and oh, became shit. a mass and became a master of the English language. No, I didn't know that. And when you master the English language or any language uh, your fucking, you know, level 10 sorcerer or whatever. I'm just yeah, thinking that, but yeah. whatever you want to call it, you now are conducting reality. And that, when I hear you talk, you, you've changed your, through, you, you, you acquired, you cultivated some awareness, you acquired uh, a larger scope, a bigger picture of what's going on here. And then from there, you changed your perception of reality based on being able to see more. And then now we're taking action based on that larger perception. And, and, and the, the keywords are that, that we're all one, that basically beating down your enemy is like cutting off your element of like cutting off your own arm. Precisely. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 what am I doing? I need, I, I, that's not, that's not the way to get rid of that mosquito bite is chop off the arm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what, well, you know, what you're putting out there is coming right back at you. So that, yeah, completely changed the perspective, completely changed my approach. Um, I still find my old programming coming in and, uh, and, and wanting to, you know, speak up with aggression a little bit more sometimes. Um, and that's where I do my best to just give some thought process to you before I'm getting out and sharing any message a little bit more so than I used to, because that evolution right now is integrating uh, within my whole being, my consciousness, right? We're seeing it in a lot of people, um, putting down the anger and, and, and just opening up their, their sleeve, let's say, putting their heart right on their sleeve more so than they're used to. And, uh, and just sharing that light that we all have inside. We, we have this place in, in California. I don't know if you guys have in Canada. It's called Costco. It's like a gi giant. Yeah. Okay. So I hadn't been in a Costco in 25 years. I just shop at like a store that's just, you know, they have the vegetables in the boxes down the street from me. 
I stopped shopping in like real stores like two years ago, you know, um, when they started making you wear masks in there. And um, I went to Costco yesterday with my dad. Uh, he wanted to buy a giant bottle of Tito's as a gift for someone. A big old fucking gallon. So I went there and I couldn't fucking believe what I saw. Uh, it was like it was like when I went to Disneyland six months ago. I saw um, hundreds of people who were more than 100 pounds overweight wearing masks, double masks, standing in front of bags that said vegetarian meatballs and listening and being going, oh, don't those look good through their mask? You know, and the first five items are like safflower oil, canola oil, corn, high fructose corn syrup. And I'm thinking I'm tripping. And my dad looks at me, my 82-year-old dad looks at me, he goes, and I'm like wide-eyed. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just saw a lizard in the yard for the first time as a four-year-old kid. My dad's like, wow, someone he goes, it looks like you haven't, like, you look like a little kid. I'm like, I can't fucking believe what I'm looking at. I cannot fucking believe that someone is trading wearing a mask to eat vegetarian fucking meatballs in a plastic <laughs> bag. Um, On the most superficial level, how do I not get mad when I see someone where I'm at the beach and I see someone with a double mask and I see their two-year-old, five-year-old, and seven-year-old also masked. I'm carrying uh, six bags of Doritos down to the beach. What do I, where do I need to grow spiritually to not let that? Cause you know, the voice starts up in my head, God, you're fucking stupid. And yeah. you're fucking sending the wrong signal to the fucking world. How do yeah. I, where do I, Help, help me, Mr. Zimmer. How do I trans make that love? Yeah, and that's, that's definitely one of the biggest challenges. Um, it's really tough, especially when we look at the example that's being led in front of children. Um, the reminder for me that I'll, I'll take mentally thinking upon without that ridiculousness, the rest of the world wouldn't be waking up as they are and connecting more spiritually coming to this evolution where the meek will inherit the earth, where I, I think everything will crumble and we will have everyone rise up. But with out that other side of it, we're not going to get there. So I just remind myself, Hey, that right there, I'm looking at like, fuck, I wanted to say this person is such an idiot. What do you do? And take that fucking thing off, especially in front of the kids. Right. But that has its place right now that needs to be here because these people beside me and that couple walking over there and that one kid out of that group has gone through so much conscious awareness of what's happening, seen enough where now they're looking at that and they're like, holy fuck, this is stupid, but they've lost their fucking mind. I have to go actually, I'm not going to the cabin this fucking weekend. I need to meet up with these people, jump on this podcast or start doing this project to get the fucking word out, like alarm more people, educate more people. Right. So it inspires other people. It helps other people along their, their awakening, if you want to call it in, in simple terms, um, to, to get to that point where they're taking the necessary action steps to put a stop to what's going on right now. And, you know, obviously the masks and all that stuff is, is just a, a smoke and mirror. It's just a, a little thing to, to uh, keep so many of us who are conscious to it distracted when we don't look at the bigger attack, right? Um, we get what is, what is that? Things. What is that? What is that bigger attack? What do you mean? Uh, I would say uh, taking over your soul, honestly, having a, having a society that's just, just programmed completely um, <laughs> in a, you know, a one world government coming where everybody is uh, giving up their freedom so much. Uh, and it's such so a that, fear based. 
That Charles, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, the the Schwab? No, not Charles Schwab. What's the guy's name? Oh yeah, what is uh, Schwab? Uh, something. That I mean, like that guy's. Yeah, that guy's plan. That shit I just keep hearing over and over, all over Instagram. Yeah, pretty well. I see. Uh, you know, they're already they're already planting the seed for a social credit system here. Your credit score um, in Canada, which so it's it's that you know take four steps forward and then three steps back uh, once you get, get kind of too much pushback and then come back at it, right? Just little by little, but they're going for the entire thing just to have everything completely controlled and, and your rights given away. And people, people coming into a society where they think that's normal, um, you know, a, a little bit by little bit where they get used to it and conditioned to it and then are fed the bullshit that uh, everything's collapsing or you're having this, this uh, pain you're experiencing because of, uh the race war or the the war with uh what's going on with the kids like all this stuff in between the people right bringing the people against the people while they just sit back and and spread disease and and uh more control over us uh taking away our rights more and more left right and center we're seeing in canada us at a fast pace giving that right up so that's uh yeah we'll see where we'll see where we are in years to come from here even uh you know, everything being pushed on the States, how many people aren't uh, waking up to because we're so, we're so glued. We've been sold this fucking life, you know, looking at the world on our phone while we're missing actually being in it and, uh, and connecting with mother earth and remembering our roots and just having that intuition speak loudly with a good connection that can warn us of all the bullshit that's actually happening instead of being so glued to a, uh, <laughs> a fake life, we'll call it that people have been uh, so attracted to. Uh, Jeremy Nielsen, does this guy's balls hang past the knees asking for a friend? Dude needs to narrate some audiobooks. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for the uh, added value to the podcast. <laughs> I actually do have a bunch of stuff I'm narrating right now on my app that's being lost really. <laughs> oh, good. This is a this is a great uh, great group of people in here. Um, that that guy. So so that guy. You think that there that there's do you think that as that way the world you so you think that there's there are sentient beings, other human beings who this thing is playing out to their plan that there's like, okay, this week let's do let's set up the George Floyd thing and fucking create some chaos over here. Let's do this over here. Uh start up with some sexualizing children over here. Let's do this thing over here. Um you think that that's part of Let's change the price of gas that there is, there is some master puppeteer. That's got like a heartbeat like me and you. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That would be, I just can't believe that there's a human being who's smart enough and coordinated enough to do that and connected enough. Right. Yeah. Well, when you got uh, most of the money in the world, right. Uh, Right. Dollars and power speak. Right. So when you have just that much, that much leverage um, and been doing it for that long, it's, uh, yeah, it's not something I put over my head at all anymore. I remember, you know, two years ago when I first started waking up to just how much was going on, I, I definitely was a lot more skeptical of that possibility, but now there's no doubt about it. And when you look at the individuals, uh, you know, do a little bit of knocking on the, on the channels that aren't censored for, for documentaries that have been put out there over the last few decades. And, and yeah. you see these guys talking about things where it's all played out. You know, these, these the documentaries they put out a decade ago where every step has been here and they spoke about it before it was even, you know, known to the public at all. And now, yeah, everything they said, the, the, the conditioning, the, the way they're trying to justify everything, why they're doing everything, what they're doing uh, to our skies, what they're doing with, uh, you know, third world countries, the, the 
medications, pharmaceuticals are pushing there, the test trials, the depopulization, you know, it's, it's, it's all over the fucking place now. Um, all you got to do is just sit there and be open to it and do a little bit of research one day. And if you're actually, you know, level-headed and not fear-based inside where you're so conditioned to think that you need to be saved by these people and they're helping you, you'll, you'll see it right away. But unfortunately, uh, that's not where most people are, right? If the conditioning, the programming is, <laughs> they've executed quite well. That's, uh, so that's, you know, letting go of that, understanding that, uh, goes back to your question, right? Like they did a good job of scaring people and programming them. Um, so we need to, we need to, you know, that's where I take, uh, you know, spiritually I speak out of the, outside the box when people maybe see me going to a, a Christian church, they, they think I, I line up completely with Christian values based on what most believe in the church. Um, and talk about Jesus Christ. And I say, well, most definitely I take, you know, Jesus Christ and maybe, if you want to call that himself, his spirit, the consciousness as my savior, because he taught me unconditional forgiveness, unconditional love. And that lesson right there saved me to being the man I need to be to, you know, live fully in this life, be without going crazy, looking at these guys getting behind all this shit and, uh, and the nonsense that we see in front of us. So it's uh, kind of part of that evolution that we're speaking about playing out uh, that I see and, you know, the people around me feel it. It's uh I can tell you the tension has been a lot less this year compared to uh, last year, which has been nice despite things still going to the shits uh, when we look over in the news and what's going on. Yeah, that is cool. You mean you personally, just because of the changes you've made? Me personally it, and, and everybody around me. Yeah, the group that I'm around, yeah. yeah, We can see that 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 that, that evolution from last year, yeah, just a lot less anger and a lot more a lot more hope and uh, and just you know, I have crazy hope. I you, you wrote something on your Instagram recently about believing. I have crazy. I I not only do I have hope. I just believe in my fellow man so much. So so do I. So I do think I, we're you know, so fucking capable and so strong. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't take it off the table that we're going to see some very hard times, and you know, who right. knows what could happen? Bloodshed, maybe. You never know. Uh, well, we're already right. seeing bloodshed. So, um, but I, I have crazy, as you said, uh, hope, belief, faith in our, in, in my fellow man, and uh, yeah, that that intuitional, uh, you know, connection inside that speaks up um, to enough people, and they stand together. It's going to be something beautiful, right? And uh, as we know, in business and our fi- our physical uh, activities, whatever it might be, the the best view comes from the hardest climb. So as we get over this hill, it's going to be something fucking beautiful. If if so, so I'll give an example. There, uh, when there were some riots in South Africa, fuck, probably every day. But I remember uh, six months ago, I forget, and they were burning that fucker down. Uh, I forget, maybe it was Johannesburg. I can't remember. And there were videos that would show neighborhoods who've gotten together, and they had par- their cars parked at all the entrances of the neighborhoods, and they had guns, and they were keeping the riots out. Right. So, um, you. I'm trying to picture what this looks like. So like this person wrote uh, here, Tyler Collins wrote Rothschilds own half the world's wealth, multiple families run it. So in a way, what, what these people, there's just, there's a handful of people who live on a different, in a different stratosphere of wealth. And like anyone who's trying to protect their neighborhood and wealth, there's, let's say there's 10 families around the world. You think that they get together uh, once a year, they talk, or there is some formality of like, Hey, um, we need to make sure that, that, this happens, this happens, and this happens so we can keep our wealth. You want to keep your oil wealth. You want to keep your pharmaceutical wealth. You want to keep your entertainment wealth or whatever. And you think that somehow they get together like these leaders in this neighborhood to protect their 
their their goods and their interests. And then also on top of that, you think that like they have kids and when they're like, okay, Johnny seven, honey, I'm going to take him out in the fucking jet. And I'm going to start explaining to him how the fucking Rothschild empire works. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I would, I would say something like that. Not far off from, from the feeling I get what I believe most definitely. Yeah. There's a handful. So it's normal that. human behavior, but just on a really high level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been right. a play. They've been, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, been playing out for quite some time. Like me and you would do it if you were my neighbor and, and there was a neighbor across the street and we knew that there was a pack of coyotes coming in tonight. Maybe we would stay up all night and, and to keep them off our chickens and cows. It's like that. But these people yeah. have a lot. Yeah. yeah. They're just, yeah. they're yeah. just regular humans, just regular douchebags like the rest of us, but they just have a shitload of resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Power, power corrupts, right? How many people have you seen? It gets to that certain stage of power and it corrupts. So that's, uh, you know, and that's where I don't even sit anymore. Um, thinking too much on what this fucking guy's doing, what that guy's doing, what's going on. It's got to the point of driving me crazy and making it pretty tough for me to come out of that place of love. Like we were talking about. So now I focus on, well, what can I change? What can I do? Well, I can start governing myself, making myself more self-sustainable, my family, my property, and inspiring other people to do that as well. Inspiring other people to raise their consciousness, raise their vibration, to connect closer with God, to understand the bigger picture more and what their purpose is and how to spiritually align themselves so they can go through this path that they have in front of them without um, succumbing to the anger, succumbing to the fear, and and executing on, you know, one being uh, for fucking human beings, not human doings. You know, we're always so focused on the next fucking thing or stuck in our past. So getting to that point of being and living and experiencing this world while as well, lifting others up and helping them raise their vibration, their consciousness and connect closer with God and their, our plan altogether. Right. And and do you think that maybe uh, God has given me everything I've asked for once I've shown him I'm ready. Yeah, the good and the bad, I always say with that one, the good and the bad <laughs> the lessons that uh, I haven't necessarily wanted to face the way I have, but exactly what I needed when I was ready, right? And giving me everything, whether it's uh, been something uh, right off the hop I can see is beautiful or right off the hop it, it looks terrible, but that has carried me somewhere through something that has uh, you know, transformed me into the man I am today that's allowed me to be who I am and, and continue to uh, receive what I'm looking to receive from this life I have here. Have, have any of your um, constituents or your posse or your group or your tribe, your tribe, have any of your tribe struggled with you as you make this change? Oh yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, um, yeah. You know, they came I, in I as fighters and they're like, Sean, what are you doing? We have a fight, a war to fight. And you're like, that is yeah. not the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, you know, um, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the truckers convoy in Ottawa. Um, so that was in my hometown, um, right before, right when that trucker convoy was getting together, um, lining up, I had just taken a month off. I was like, All right, I'm taking a fucking break. I went over to, to a cabin, jumped off social media for a month. Didn't see anything about it. And, uh, right when I jumped back on, you know, I got everybody like, where the fuck, Sean, you should be right up and in this should be helping organize this, blah, blah, blah going on about it. And I was like, all right, well, let's take a look. I joined the, the convoy here in Winnipeg and felt the energy there, um, felt what, what was actually happening. So I followed suit and joined along in Ottawa and uh, stayed there for six weeks. And, you know, that was, that was, uh, 
an intense time and and it you know it was not it was mostly nothing but just peace and love it was seeing people come together in a way that i've never seen in my life and anybody who experienced it in person um felt that vibration there they left a different person now anybody who didn't go um they see another side of the story because when the riot police finally came in and we pushed back uh you know we we held the line until they brought enough enough riot police in to push us back um a lot of people watching from afar who wanted to see us start just cracking heads and and really going to war you know and and our prime minister was was spouting lies about how we were racist we were uh, he's a really bad man he's a really bad man he's a really bad man yeah it, it maybe one of the worst maybe one of the worst i hate to say it Yo, but that, he is one of the most racist, evil. I don't even use that word evil. Uh, he's a hateful man. It, it's it all projection. Really, yeah, we look at everything that he's you know said about freedom fighters or anybody out there, and it's it's all projection from within himself, right? And it's uh, more and more people are seeing it, and that was the purpose I see of Ottawa because he was out there so diligently with these lies that he's spreading and controlling the news where people weren't seeing the truth. So all of us out there sharing on all our social media the world seeing just how we were just nothing but peace and love. We had fucking bouncy castles on the street with kids playing and we were doing festivities and, and all sorts. Well, he's saying we're sitting there beating up the locals and it's all hate speech and racist, uh, you know, all, all the um, white supremacists there. And uh, when they saw all that come together and not be the truth, um, it woke a lot of people up. And that video right there is what pissed off a lot of people in the community um, who just haven't hit that evolution uh of of respecting the journey and understanding you know what's really going to win this to some degree at least to wake up uh, bring the consciousness up and the collective together to take a stand is that love right and so that was on valentine's day um the the canadian frontline nurses had a bunch of roses and they said hey sean we want to give these out to the police officers who've been helping us uh you know regulate things because the police officers at the beginning were great. They spoke about how peaceful we were and everything, but then all of a sudden they were getting orders sho- sho- shoved down their throat that they couldn't talk to us anymore. Couldn't share that we're being peaceful anymore. The, you saw the fear come inside them and them change over time, but they were really supportive and really helpful. And <laughs> we're getting fucking trampled on just as most of the people that were protesting there were. So they said, Hey, let's hand out these roses. And what better than to get Burley Sean uh, to do doing that. And we'll share it with everybody showing. And that's what we did. And I think it was a great thing, but a lot of people in the community didn't, you know, they saw me as the Viking, uh, wanting to be, uh, having pictures of me, uh, you know, chopping heads off when it came to it, not fucking handing out roses. So, um, I I think, I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. I I think it's perfect. Yeah. When I look back on it, there's no question in my mind that we didn't go about doing it the right way for what we could have. You know, the day the riot police came in, they did a very good job at blocking off all the highways. Uh, so we had our numbers down just a couple hundred people in the morning. Um, you know, there's tens of thousands of people who wanted to get in but couldn't. So we, the numbers weren't there to uh, completely stand that ground any longer, right? We got pushed out. Um, some people got injured pretty bad. Um, but nonetheless... Did you get arrested little, there by any chance? In no, our, in I, our, didn't, I didn't get arrested there. There's a video of them trying to pull me off the front line. Uh, the the officers actually sneak through about three rows of riot police and then come and grab me. Um, and luckily that, uh, that didn't uh, take a strong enough hold on me and we were able to kick back. Um, that video is somewhere on my page there. But 
I didn't get arrested uh, at that time. Um, I did get my bank bank account frozen, um, and I've been arrested oh, shit. times uh, prior. Yeah, my bank account got frozen for uh, for uh, donating money. Yeah, that's the video where they snagged me out here. Uh, did it right ever there. get unfrozen? Did your account get unfrozen? Uh, no, actually, they uh, they ended up closing that account on me uh, after the bank. Uh, decided after a certain period that uh, they just didn't want to deal with it anymore or whatever the case was, but they shut that bank account down on me after 15 years of banking with them. So I moved Did you get your money? The money I lost, the money I lost through that process was lost. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that along uh, with the $40,000 in tickets I have right now are still, they're still trying to push that upon me because I had never even, I didn't even go to court for them. All the <laughs> stuff they've, they've said to me, I've just written on their paper. I'm not in contract with you. I don't consent. I'm not wasting my time even in court. You can take all your, your entire system and shove it up your fucking ass is where I'm at with it. So, so, uh, so you had a bank account for 15 years because you donated money through GoFundMe to the truckers convoy. <laughs> someone, fr- the, you, the Canadian government froze your bank account. What bank was that? Uh, that wasn't uh, Integra Credit Union. That switched to a Cinnabine Credit Union. Now, it wasn't because I gave money on GoFundMe. I had made a statement that I was going, when they shut down GoFundMe, <clears throat> I said, hey, I'll be a medium to help get money to these truckers. I'm going to donate everything I have in my account right now that I can spare. Anybody else wants to send money to get in the hands of these truckers who just had all the millions of dollars frozen shoot me uh, a message and I can help you uh, make that that transaction. So I put that out there and then the next day my bank account got frozen. So because I sent money to, because I raised money to help truckers, uh, their families that needed money. So Uh, someone's watching. That means someone's listening and watching. They're like, oh, who's this Sean Zimmer guy? He's, we're going to, is that even, wow. Yeah, it was something. It was something, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know how many bank accounts got frozen, but quite a, quite a few, a few people that I know. Um, that so you were, were robbed. Your money was stolen from you by your government. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gone. Hey, oh, oh. Have they tried to kick you out of your house? Uh, no, but they did do a raid on my house last year. Um, looking for uh, illegal firearms saying that they had enough evidence that uh, I was, be- I was starting a militia and they had concern and needed to do uh to check for uh, a legal weapon. So I had uh, two SWAT teams come here last year and, uh, and, and and pull a search warrant and raid on the house. With your daughter home? No, thankfully my daughter wasn't home. That's one thing I'll give, um, whether that's divine intervention. Well, it is, I know, on every level. Um, but if more so man's thought process on that, where all the events that I did here, um, minus the parties, but when we did the kids boot camp, which was on Thursdays, it was one of the busiest ones. We had 70, 80 people here. The police never came on the kids' day. Um, you know, they always showed up on uh, the other, just adult boot camps and the parties here. So, again, whether that was divine intervention or just a, a, a line that the, the police sergeant wanted to respect, they never, never came for that, which was, which was nice to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, they came plenty other times, and I still got uh, all those tickets sitting somewhere in the trash. Um, you said that a, a year ago that there was uh, maybe I mean this is aren't your exact words, but you did have an interaction that kind of was the climax of of uh, negative interactions. Or, yeah. Yes. Yeah, what, did, what was yeah. that? Yeah, that was in August. I had a. Uh, so a year ago, a year ago today, yeah. this month. Okay. Yeah. A year ago today. Yeah. And I have my, uh, my sentencing date at, uh, at the courts on September 16th. Um, 
where the uh, the crown is trying to trying to give me twelve months behind bars for this one. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a mistake on my end. Um, that uh, an incident that you know transpired is something it, it didn't need to. But then again, when we speak on divine intervention, I look at all the lessons that's come with it, what it's given me, um, and set me in the direction of now was a huge gift. So there's always a blessing in disguise, right? Every, every adversity has its seed of equivalent or greater success. As long as we know where to look for it, we're open to receiving it. And then we can put it in the ground and, and nourish it and take care of it. Right. Um, I was, uh, at my home here and playing music, uh, having a, a sip, right on the uh, building next to my home here, uh, leaning against it, having a drink, checking out the new lights I hooked up on my uh, my tree. And this individual came by uh, who knew who I was. And this is, now I should back up. This is two days after I gained awareness of an entire Reddit forum, uh, online thread that's nothing but hate speech directed towards me and what I do. And, you know, threats of calling CFS, and uh, which is Child Family Services, says I'm an unfit parent because I am allowing these boot camps here and whatnot, which CFS did call me cases open. So leading up to what sharing that gives you an idea of, you know, maybe a little bit of the anger that I had inside. Now I wasn't surprised to see something like that, but still, nonetheless, it still made its uh, uh, effect. And so I just seen this two days prior, this individual comes up to me um, intoxicated after a football game. I'm having a few beverages and he starts melting off uh, to me, knowing who I am, what I do, and his outlook um, on what I do. And I immediately uh, got on edge. You know, I had that anger inside. I was still in that at, at that point where I was uh, not taking any shit, not not uh, not putting up with that at all. Um, yeah. And and having a few drinks in my system, um, I was you know I wasn't leaving. I was like, hey, get the get the fuck out of my face. And short story, I had five times in me telling the guy to get out of my face. Um, he mentioned the Reddit post. He was familiar with it. I find out later he's actually the guy who wrote most of it. Um, but anyway, he uh, he said something after the fifth time and and I lost it. And uh, he uh, he saw that I was, you know, he's like, oh shit. He saw, he, he, pushed, he pushed too far, uh, pushed the button too hard and turned around and ran away from me. And I just seeing red, I got behind the guy, pushed him down on the ground and got on top of him and started asking him some questions about, you know, if he's going to speak about my daughter again or whatever, oh, shit. Uh, whatever it was right. when he gave me the wrong answer, um, he was getting hit and he ended up, uh, getting hit, uh, with, you know, probably three or four fists. And I took three of his beer cans, smashed it over his head. Um, so he was really excessive force. You know, I just saw red, um, yeah, about, yeah. you know, when child molester, these things, these accusations are being mentioned and what was being said, uh, about my family and yeah. I, I lost it, you know, and, yeah. uh, and the alcohol hit in there too. So the guy ended up with 10 staples in his head and, uh, he's an individual who absolutely hates me, hates anybody that is, uh, you know, taking a stand, uh, in the world right now and whatever reason that is, but you can look the forums that this guy still talks on about. I refuse to go to Reddit. I've refused yeah, to go I, there since day one. I, I, I think anyone staff. who goes to Reddit's a vile piece of uh, shit. I think it's, it's, it's a, uh, 
it's, it's one of the most else. disgusting yeah. people on the planet. Yeah, it's yeah, gross. It's something else. And, and the guy who me. started Reddit's a woke piece of shit too, by the way. Oh yeah, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Ohanian, and uh, he's married to um another fucking uh racist, fucking duplicitous piece of shit. Venus, uh, not uh, Serena Williams. Another person just keeping while she fucking with one hand she holds up BLM sign, and the other hand she fucking keeps her foot on all of black society. It's mm. it's it's gross. They're yeah, gross people. Yeah, I wasn't even familiar with Reddit until until this whole incident. So, so yeah, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to be so negative. I know I know that you don't want you don't want to go there. It's just it's um ah. it's hard for me that I see people who've worked so hard to get. They know how hard it is to get to the top, and now they're part of preaching the victim mentality to other people instead of being like, "Hey, quit being a victim and work yeah. your." I like like Kanye, quit being a bitch and work. And uh, and then you got these other people at the top, like LeBron, who are selling Sprite to little black kids and yeah. killing them. No, it's, yeah, total sellouts. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. it is it's nuts to yeah. me. Yeah, it is. But you know that that whole incident, like I said, it, it's taught me a lot. It's uh, really had me reflect on the meaning behind them. You didn't kill right? the guy, did you? No, 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 no. no. Okay, he, uh, well, that's good. He got, ten, he got ten staples in his head. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, and yeah, is he suing? Is he suing you, or it's the cops? No, it's the uh, it's the it's the, the city the crown. Yeah, the, the the court system. Yeah, yeah. He's pushing. He's pushing for it, though. Um, yeah, he's pushing for it. Um, so that's uh, yeah, that's where that's at right now. So we'll uh, we'll find out on uh, if September seventeenth. I'm still online. Then I'm still online. Otherwise, I'm uh, going to live somewhere else for a little while. Does he have kids? Mm. Yeah, he does. He has a boy. Yeah. It's amazing to me that you you could have kids and think it's okay to attack in any way verbally or physically another man's kids and not expect to be killed. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, I, agree I mean that you. becomes our whole thing becomes to protect our children. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and that's and that's where it's at, you know, like right now I pled guilty to the incident. Um it's something I have I have remorse over for for losing my cool. Um because uh-huh. I, I see the test now. I was I was supposed to shoot that sword, right? That was uh-huh. a test on my my growth and and the the leadership role I'm stepping into. And that wasn't the time to to be, you know, um especially physically harming somebody. Um it was the time to walk away, right? And and just be the bigger man totally. So that whole process uh, has taught me a great deal on reflection, but at the same time, um, it's you, you got to be careful. Like an individual should know when, when certain things, whether he was saying or not, but getting behind um, threats to someone's family, uh, specifically a man's daughter, um, and and that relation and and the the his role as provider and protector for her. You know, you threaten that um, that you're stepping into dangerous ground, and you should know that. That's just instinct of a man, an animal. Um, Super and, dangerous. Yeah. And if you don't have kids, you should always stay away from people who have kids. They're capable of anything. I, I honestly can't, to, to be completely frank, uh, when when you're, when you're, I don't know if he's a president or what he is, but when your Trudeau, Trudeau guy started talking directly to kids, I, I, I seriously can't believe that, um, I, I can't believe he's still around, to be honest. I, yeah. I just can't believe that anyone tolerates anyone talking to their kids. <sighs> Yeah, what's being tolerated with kids right now is is absolutely unreal. Um, you know, we're we're seeing it not just in Canada, but all over, uh, especially in the states as well. It's 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 fucking. Oh, it's scary. nuts. Yeah. Hey, um, what are you going to do if I'm assuming you're not? You haven't got vaccinated. No, no, I haven't. 
if they take you to jail, are they going to for how how does that don't they are they going to try to force what's going to happen then? Yeah, that's, that's that's something to think about, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll be uh, I'll be getting into uh, <laughs> who knows who knows. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, we'll, we'll cross that road when I get there. But there's definitely uh, nothing being injected into me unless uh, they manage to completely pin me down and absolutely uh, force it upon me. So. Um, I know there was uh, incentives for everybody incarcerated last year when they were coming out with uh, the shot originally uh, reduced jail sentences and whatnot for uh, inmates to get the to get the job. So um, they I, were doing I, that in the states too. There yeah. were judges telling people, "Hey, if, if you take the shot, you don't have to go to jail." Yeah, it's that. It's yeah, crazy. It is. It is, and you know when. Uh, so when that's just brainwashing, out. right? Those judges aren't part of the plan. By that, I mean that's not someone from – I don't mean to pin it on the Rothschild just because someone in my comments said it. But let's say th- th- there's no one being like, okay, judge number 72, uh, um, you need to make sure that everyone gets a shot and then you can set them up for – that's not that, right? That's just they've been programmed l- – the same way my family members have been programmed to believe. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure it could go both ways. I, I don't spend I don't spend any time myself making assumptions and trying to you know think too much on, on that on that part of things. But it could could very well be programmed, or could very well be a, a judge a that's connected order. with this individual that does understand everything that's going on and, and is sadistic in his own ways, or has been corrupted by the, the money that's been you know put in his back pocket through this deal or that. That's uh, taking that outlook right. It's, Either way, um, we're still seeing it just be pushed. Like, there's not many. We're not seeing many at all that uh, took any kind of stand, uh, question anything, right? So uh, I think it's uh, – I think whatever fear tactics they utilize behind the scenes that we don't even see on those, you know, well, that we're aware of, at least even with the passports where people were threatened for their, their jobs and their security on so many fronts, right, that got – that fear put inside them, um, that that feeling of helplessness where they got got along, and then as people started getting along, like, well, fuck, I've jumped in this lie now. The brainwashing takes effect, and as well, they get protective over it, right? Their ego gets into play where they're like, well, man, I got this in me now, and you're saying all this shit. Well, you know, and, and, and they start pushing pushing harder against you than they did would have done before if they never got behind it. Is um. To, to come into the United States, you have to be vaccinated. I, I know it was like that in Canada. Is it still like that? If you yeah, visit? something I, I haven't been keeping up to date too much with the uh, where they're at, but I know people do <clears throat> cross do, do go across the border um, that aren't, and there's certain ways of doing it. Um, they I think most of them get really big tickets, uh, but they deny everything. Um, we're still at the point, thankfully, where we, we still can deny everything. Um, they're going to make you feel, uh, like you're a prisoner. They're going to do everything they can to scare you into thinking otherwise. And that's always been the case, but we still do have the power, the sovereignty within ourselves, at least at this point to, to say no and still, still travel across that border. But it doesn't come, it doesn't come easy. They, they interrogate you. They make you feel like you don't have an option. Um, so anybody who's interested, you can, you know, sure jump on BitChute because YouTube takes everything down and, and Google or look up, uh, sorry, search some people that are, that are crossing the Canadian border or the U S border and how they're doing it. You must still use arrive can within 72 hours before you arrive in Canada. 
and partially vaccinated children under the age of 12 are not required. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Hey, uh, there's this, there's this, uh, there's, there's a lot of media coming out. Um, the UK, uh, just released a study saying that, uh, on average, 1800 people more dying a year every week in uh, the United Kingdom than they were at this exact time last year. And they're basically, they're in all domains, basically, you know, from cancer to heart attacks to anything that basically involves the immune system. And these are alarming numbers. They're going to hit a hundred thousand more deaths uh, for the year easily. What is that kind of news? I see that news everywhere. Now we just, I, I covered the CrossFit games pretty thoroughly and I've been covering the CrossFit games for 16 years. We've never had a, a, a blood clotting event at the games ever, but you like, of course we haven't. And this year we had two. And uh, are, are people in your circles uh, seeing that? Um, did you hear, is, is that making any mainstream news in Canada? You know, as for mainstream news, I haven't been following along with that for quite some time. Um, even, even keeping up to, uh, to and they were both Canadians, news. by the way. Both of the athletes were Canadian. No shit. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people aren't seeing that. I know. I know. Not many people are seeing that on mainstream news. Uh, you're probably not seeing that at all. Um, I don't think we're seeing any mainstream news uh, report on anything like that. So unless you're unless you're actually watching people on social media that are sharing, you know the. Uh, the small individual news outlets or their own reporting people aren't catching on with that kind of stuff how come you haven't posted in a month it's exactly a month today on your instagram uh, i think yeah i've been busy i've been busy uh getting this garden together getting my place together uh the community like i've turned my home into a community home and uh decided to uh, do a community garden in the back and i've been just focused strictly on getting all that together um you know, especially with the court date coming up, it's not something I've shared. Uh, and this is the first time I've talked about it publicly. Um, so a lot of people aren't aware, but I was, I was really racing to get everything together. So the house is good to um, still be a community space, whether I'm here or not, um, and have it set up uh, so it can function as such. So that's been uh, just priorities. Um, not uh, not feeling the, the priority, uh, the need to get on social media post much right now. Um, so I definitely, definitely want to start putting more content together to share what we're doing and inspire more people. And that's, you know, like I said, becoming self-sustainable, focusing on these urban homesteads is, is one thing uh, that I think can make a huge difference, you know, getting rid of all the grass and helping people bring food in and start being able to feed themselves uh, with a lot less money spent at the grocery stores and inspiring their neighbors to do the same. Fucking ridiculous that we all have grass that we pay to cut and take care of when we could be growing food that we could all be sharing in our front and backyards. Uh, I'm in, um, California. I moved into this house, uh, five years ago and you'll be happy to know that when I moved in, I, um, hurt my, uh, shoulder. It's since healed digging 103 by three by three foot holes and planting over a hundred fruit trees. I think now, oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. And, and now five years, and people thought I was crazy. They're like, you're over planting, but let me tell you five years later, I am so happy. I didn't. Oh, listen. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm doing a bunch of fruit trees in the front while I put six back here where we had room and, uh, and come February, uh, looking to pick up some property right around, uh, coming into the springtime that we're going to plant just a massive orchard and lots going on. That's, uh, looking forward to That's where it's at. Uh, most definitely. Sean, Sean, are you scared about, um, g going away for a year? No, 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 no. 
um, <clears throat> no, I, uh, I've come to terms with it now. I had, uh, I had a, a, a few months there where I was, where I was taking on a lot, um, not only facing the court date, but, you know, putting the yard together, trying to get all that finished up. I decided at the same time to, uh, um, stop taking my, uh, my testosterone replacement therapy that I've been on from the doctor for two years. Um, <clears throat> many reasons I decided to do that. One of them was the fact that, Hey, if I'm going behind bars, I don't want them coming to me with a shot every week. <laughs> um, oh. and, uh, oh. so I went through, I, I focused on a lot at once and that, that hormone imbalance definitely made me face a lot of, uh, a lot of depressed days where I was taking an outlook where I was fearful and letting that fear in my mind. But, um, I've hit a point now where I've gotten all my ducks in a row, faced that battle, um, gone across that uh, battlefield, let's say, and, and come out the other side where now I'm prepared and I have, a that awareness that's sitting in like, Hey, I know I'm protected and provided for, um, I'm, I'm on my path of purpose and, uh, doing everything I need to do. And whatever comes will be meant for me. And if, you know, if I am going away and that's, uh, that's justice, uh, in the system, uh, <laughs> the, the universal system that I, that I am willing to, to take my part in, then it is. And I'll go help people inside while, uh, while I'll, while I'll take something from that as well to, to bring on the outside after. So I've, uh, I've crossed that, crossed that bridge of having that fear set in. And now it's, uh, you know, I'm taking whatever's coming and doing my best with it, being in the moment, not living in the past and not living in the future. Um, this is way off subject here. Uh, and I want to, I want to ask you more questions about that. Um, and, and the judge particularly, but, um, the testosterone replacement therapy, I have, uh, one of the benefactors of this podcast is a company called California hormones and, uh, all, and, and basically if you go to their website and you type in their website and you use the name Sevon, you get a free blood work and you get a free doctor's consultation. And right. all my friends that got on uh, testosterone replacement therapy since then, and some of them are, are significantly older than me, I'm 50. Um, they said it's the greatest fucking thing that ever fucking happened to them. And they said, it's not even what they thought. They thought that it would be like this physical reaction. They said mentally they've never felt better in their life. They said they can't even believe it. Yeah. So yeah. when I hear that you were on it for two years and got off, um, yeah. So, so uh, and, and and the reason why you're saying you did you're doing that is because if you were in jail, you didn't want them saying that they were giving you testosterone, but really giving you a vaccine. You know, that was one one of many reasons. Um, okay. For for a while, and yeah, you're you're right. Um, your your friends are right. Um, definitely the mental. Uh, change is is astronomical. Um, it's they said they slept, they sleep perfect, and wake yeah. up like holy fuck. What I'm here. Yeah, yeah. It definitely made a massive change, and and my testosterone was low, um, hence why I was put on the replacement therapy. And your body stops producing it naturally too, right? So um, coming off of it after two years, it was a it was a big big challenge, most definitely. Um, and the reasons for that though wasn't just in case I'm incarcerated and and not wanting them to come with a shot, you know, for a while I started not liking the idea of having anything synthetic in my body and realizing as, as I've gained my conscious awareness of what is being put in our foods and our water system and all this, I started looking back. Why well, wasn't taking into account all these things? And I wasn't um, drinking clean water. I wasn't really eating clean food, even though at that time I thought I was. 
Um, so all these factors that were playing against my testosterone that I can change naturally. So there was that point really wanting to see if I can do it naturally and not be reliant on the synthetic, um, this, this, this injection to, once a week to, to get me to that level. And, um, and then, you know, the challenge on its own, just wondering if I can do that. Right. Uh, what's being done, seeing everything uh, that's being pushed on our children, um, you know, the transgender movement and these hormones that are being given to, to kids and whatnot, um, just kind of being involved with that at all. Um, just knowing that I'm taking the same shot that they're prescribing to this kid over here. Right. Um, I, I didn't, that didn't sit well with me to a certain degree. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, if, if shit ever hits the fat, um, being reliant on getting that from the pharmacy, um, you know, and that's my reason. That. I think too, I would don't, I do not want to be reliant even on coffee. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. So that was, you know, all those factors. And also I'd like to have kids again, uh, more kids someday. Oh, um, so, good on you. so wanting to repair all that. So right now I've been going through the process of seeing if I can get my, my levels back up and you know what, I did the exact opposite of what I should have done. And I knew this, I had it all planned out, but the depression hit hard. Um, I got into that fear mindset of court coming up, trying to race to get the property done uh, for the community. I should have been forcing myself to eat because I lost my appetite and doing heavy lifts, uh, you know, pumping up that testosterone, especially first thing in the morning. And I did the exact opposite. I stopped working out after being an individual who worked out all the time. I stopped eating healthy, not just eating healthy, but stopped eating. I would work around the clock in the garden, plus 30 degrees, sweating my balls off. And dropping weight like crazy, didn't eat all day, gets to the end of the day, exhausted, headache, oh, let's order pizza. Um, and I did that for 40 days. So I probably lost 30 pounds, just crashed everything. So not only just the mental effect, but then as well, the challenge on the ego, facing that and, and everything coming together. It, it was a hard hit. Uh, but again, uh, blessing in disguise it came with its own gifts. Um, you know, now I, uh, I have a lot more that I can relate with a lot more people to as well and help people make that transition naturally. And, uh, you know, if you had a coach in your corner, just the tools in your corner to keep you on point, you wouldn't necessarily have to go through such a deep crash that I went through on that standpoint. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at now. I finally a week, just a week ago, gone back on my routine, started working out, started eating healthy again. Congrats. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I already feel a uh, hundred times better. But I tell you, man, it's definitely no fucking joke, though. Um, like I've dealt with some hard days before, and I could feel that hormonal imbalance and just my thought process, the uh, you know the the lack of confidence inside the mind and into that hole of depression um, is, is definitely uh, it, it was dark, and I could see anybody that's less equipped, um, you know, not being able to get out of that. So it was uh, it was an experience to say the least, and. Now I'm uh, I'm happy to just have it natural, and uh, and get my levels up uh, naturally right now. So it's been uh, yeah, it's been a fucking experience to say the least. Bravo, sir! Thank you for your community, home, and garden. Thank you for your love for humanity and for your daughter. Our Creator sees everything that is happening, and He is in control. Yeah, hundred percent. Tanya Bowers. Yeah. I will keep you in my prayers. I think of you, Lord. May Your will be done. Peace and grace. Do you know this? Do you know the judge? What? What? Do, are you going to be made an example of, or, or is there a chance that you're going to go in there and you're going to you're going to meet someone who's like minded as yourself and is going to be like, "Hey, Sean, I feel your remorse." Uh, basically, what we're going to have you do is just work at the community, blah blah blah, uh, five hours a week for the next two years, and I hope I never see you in here again. Yeah, you know, 
I think uh, whatever God's plan is on that, um, that's definitely a possibility. And, you know, moving uh, forward from a, a real conversation, uh, that's what I want to focus on and, and, and visualize the manifest, right? Um, I have quit drinking alcohol since, you know, when I look back at that, that day. Congratulations. Congratulations. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. You know what? There's i I'm sure you ask anybody if they've ever had a time where they regret drinking, um, you know, an evening they'll say yes. But if you ask, yeah, you know, have you ever regretted not drinking? The answer is no. Um, there's never been a time I wish I drank. Right. So strong. Yep. Strong. It's, it's got, yeah, it's got really no place, uh, in my life. Um, especially with the hate that comes towards me, the responsibility, not even just the hate, but the responsibility and what I need to do to step up and help more children and, and, and really develop the things that I have, uh, on the, on the path ahead. It doesn't have a place. It'll, uh, it'll slow me down too much. So Quit drinking. You know, I've got uh, a bunch of character references from the community. A lot of people come to court to support me behind those letters of reference. So the hopes are exactly that. Yeah. Look at Sean, the, the change he's made, the, what he's done in the community. You know, he's he's removed the alcohol, knows that was a poison at the time that wasn't helping, um, is remorseful of the excessive force he's used. So definitely a possibility. It could be, you know, community service, uh, programs to take on anchor management, uh, whatever they want to put in. The probation officer pre-screening report suggested exactly that, that I'm not incarcerated. Um, but at the same time, the police report uh, does lead the charge with all my uh, stance uh, with the measures uh, in the pandemic and puts that in it there. It does? It does? Yeah, yeah it does. Um, How the fuck is yeah. that relevant? Exactly. Uh, and and it, it, it talks in terms of, you know, setting setting the the stage for kind of what's going on, the feel for it and why I'm in that situation. Right. So there is the outlook that they are trying to make an example of me. And, you know, I'm the guy who not only took the stand, uh, one of the only ones in Winnipeg uh, publicly. And, you know, I was, I had police coming here and I was saying, you know, go fuck yourself, get off my property. Um, You're not even allowed in here. Uh, And and they turn, turn around. Right. So I was that defiant that really, inspired a lot more people so for them to just let that individual go uh, is something that's of you know a thought process at least that they don't want to uh, uh, consider uh, you know letting me go because they want to make an example of uh, putting this guy behind bars who took a stand against us right I organized the uh, the rally uh, the protest at the police station down the main drags of Winnipeg here so we'll see We'll see on that front. Yeah, they definitely uh, could have a biased opinion um, and, and an, uh, an agenda that is, uh, you know, not even related to the uh, court case itself that they're going off of. Uh, Sean M. Being anti-vax won't help. I feel like they'll try to make an example of him. When, when I, I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of. Uh, um, I'm really, really appreciative appreciative of my friends who are vaccinated because I say some really fucking harsh things and I want – like I don't judge them. Um, I judge them. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say here. Let me, let me, let me take an, a third stab at this. There's, there's – when people with melanated skin speak up against like things like BLM, I, I see them as like God's gift to fucking humanity. When I see obese people speaking up against – um, COVID, I see them as God's gift. Like, hey, this is I'm I put myself in jeopardy. When I see there's this amazing new um Instagram account that says it's called Gaze Against Grooming. Yes, yeah. I yeah. fucking I I want to have every single person on that show on my show. 
Because I live, I grew up in the Bay Area. I fucking partied like all. I had a gazillion gay friends. They were nothing like these fucking people that they're trying to show parade around. They were they were free. They were fucking sexual as motherfuckers. But they did. There was no want desire to harm kids or any of this shit. Or they would never allow the gay flag in front of an elementary school. And so when I, I just hope that the judge or, or, or anyone who's there sees like what, what you've done, even if they are vaccinated and they, they like secretly, they admire what you've done. Yeah. 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 And I do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. say seven, why do you do what you do? Why don't you keep your, keep your head down? I feel an obligation. I feel like anyone who has some form, not, not that I'm uh, wealthy by any means, but I have some sort, sort of income and sustainability that therefore I have to stand up for the cops who are being forced to get injections or the firefighters or the nurses. I have an obligation. I mean, do you, do you see any of that possibility in Canada? I feel like you're so alone there. Like it's even worse there than it is here. <laughs> I think yeah. about Australia and New Zealand like that too. I feel sorry well, for my brethren there. I'm like, what yeah, the fuck is going on there? I feel, yeah, even more so for, for you know, Australia, um, different areas like that. Because <clears throat> at least we share a border with you guys. Um, <laughs> has a like, of- if the Middle East were doing, if, if there was a leader in the Middle East doing what Trudeau was doing, I, I the United States would maybe would have gone over there and gotten them and mm. taken them out. And mm. we would have never tolerated that, what he was doing. <laughs> it, right? I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we could do a whole couple hours show just on everything he's done. Um, if anybody's not familiar with yeah, what the Trudeau government has uh, <laughs> put in place and and the statements made over the last two years, definitely uh, check it out and be in for some uh, maybe surprising facts on that front. People in Canada are you know aware of it, uh, so that's uh, you know and they now they come out and release the you know all the statements about oh yeah PCR test it wasn't effective all these different things right right in front of people's face and they don't even acknowledge it they don't realize like holy shit we were just uh, ostracizing people for saying that you know a couple months ago and now that is actual the fact right it's it's uh, yeah the conditioning program has has worked quite well they just the CDC just released new guidelines in the United States basically it, let's say I was in a room with twenty people with COVID. I still now it's like, hey, don't worry, you don't need to yeah. get tested unless you have something. Exactly, it's all good. Exactly Just keep going, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and he got nobody that's like, holy fuck, crimes against humanity. Look what we just did the last two years. Uh, no, that was an honest mistake, right? That was an honest uh, learning curve that was needed to be taken. Now that they have so many people conditioned on it, and the fear set in, and it's just going to be another thing now, right? They're not going to let go off of that, whether it's climate change or whatever, whatever fear-based mongering they can spread into the minds of everybody. The more more they'll be doing it and we'll see that come that's for sure look at the look at these words they use too. cdc streamlines covid19 guidance you you you, you don't streamline it's it's not it's that you can't that's not even a legit sentence you don't you don't streamline i thought it was done for safety not for speed yeah. <clears throat> not right. for i thought it was being <laughs> you streamline how fast you make cookies when you and your kids are making them I'm I'm mixing the butter over here. You're doing this. You're making streamlining. Well, I guess you know what? Maybe they you know what they got to put it right in front of your face. A lot of people say that you know with everything they're doing, it needs to be dangled in front. So streamlining in terms of hey, you you have COVID. Well, you can go in this room with 20 people now because we know those vaccinated have a weakened immune system, and you're gonna you're gonna help uh, our depopulation agenda quicker. You know that could be their 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 actual hidden basis behind streamlining uh, when you think about it because. 
And, you know, I resonate with what you said about your friends who are vaccinated. Um, uh, I'm so thankful for their friendship. I put a lot out there uh, in terms of like, you know, I'm wondering if if you're seeing it yet. Uh, Different things where I feel they are um, and we still have a friendship and and but I know they're getting behind it and they probably they look at the shit I'm putting out and it's got to hit them uh, somewhere. Uh, you know, and the thought process on, on just what they're going through and that, that standpoint, like I respect them, uh, for still showing up and, and still being friends and, and, you know, being able to look at all that. Hopefully one day they really start waking up because it's all my vaccinated friends are getting sick right now. Um, that's, uh, it's, it's sad to see actually how often they're getting sick. Um, so it's hoping that resonates with them soon. My, my, my best friends have even had their kids vaccinated. Mm-hmm. the dozen or so of my closest friends. And, and I've said some really gnarly shit about people who do that. Yep. Same, same. Yep. I know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what, when you go away to the freedom convoy for six weeks, wh- where does your daughter go? Uh, with mom. Yeah. We, we, we got her uh 50, 50 most of the time. So that was a, uh, yeah, that was a time where I was like, Hey, I feel I'm getting called to go here. Uh, not sure how long I'm going to be, but, uh, do you support me? And yeah, she supported that. So we co-parent, we're not together, but we do very well co-parenting. So that was, uh, great to have the support of her and kiddo stayed with mom that whole time and watched from afar. Sevon, the U S only takes out people that won't listen to the deep state in the middle East. People in the U S have no clue. They all know Trudeau. It's different. All right. Um, and, and, and what does, so I'm you and your, um, your daughter's mom and you are not together. Correct. Does she get, um, does she, is she supportive of what you're doing? Like, Uh, thank goodness. Yes. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) So she's not like, fuck you, idiot. We're, we're injecting our daughter with these drugs. Oh, that's awesome. that's, That's something that's, you know, I know a lot of people who have that divide, uh, within the household on the parents and. Thank God. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. You know, when, when we first started everything, I remember attending a rally and I brought my daughter to it and we ended up on the front page of the paper and, uh, her mom wasn't too impressed at that time, you know, was against what was happening, but wasn't really very awake to it very much. Uh, and at that time she's like, I think you're going too far with this, but it didn't take long, a couple months down the road where she's thankful. I am who I am. And, We've done what we do here. She's attended a lot of the community events with her family. You know, she's got more children now and a partner that uh, we get along with and can do stuff together. So it's uh, she's part of the community that's come together to, to you know stand against what's happening, especially for our children. I know this is me prying a little bit, but will she will she um, uh, speak at um, your court at your court case? Yeah, yeah. Actually, she did come. Yeah, we we had a because that seems pretty set. valuable. Yeah, you get along with thing was supposed to be uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so we we I had she was there, um, but there's a technicality when we got there, so the court date got pushed back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's yeah she's there as a as a character reference for me, which is great. Well, um, I I was uh, I when my wife originally told me um, five years ago that um, we weren't going to get our kids vaccinated when we had our first kid or seven years ago, I'm like, oh no, I've married like someone who's batshit crazy. <laughs> Same. Same. That was uh, same I'm with like, Jason's mom. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. How did how did I not know? Oh, yeah. But I was like, I okay, just I'll just push it away, and I just I'll just ignore it, and like, fine, whatever. 
and and then she 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 read this book called uh, Dissolving Illusions. Mm. Do you know this book? No, no, haven't heard of it. Holy shit! Uh, anyway, thank God for fucking moms that parents. And uh, and and then and then and then it took it really it wasn't until five years later that when the COVID vaccine came out, I started doing my own research on it, and and the and the numbers didn't make sense to me at all. I started yeah. just doing simple third grade math, and I'm like, wait a second, you're more likely to get. First of all, you can't die if you're not obese, and second of all, you. Uh, and this was on the CDC website. Yeah, this is the book. I highly recommend this. Holy shit, to anybody. Oh, check it out. This will yeah. blow your fucking mind. It thank God. It, yeah. uh, COVID is what really woke me up. Um, yeah. you know, I had always, I had always had a, uh, something inside me that's known the system is just wrong. This control, just the way it's, way it's done. You know, that's why I've always been a, a rebel, uh, in my whole life and standing up against authority, but it was COVID when that first came out intuitively, I knew it was wrong. And then I started looking at the numbers. I was like, this is absolutely ludicrous. Nobody's going to listen to this. And then I realized people were listening and that's when it woke me up. I was like, what, what's happening here? Actually, wait a second. Why are the masses? And then I started looking at, you know, the play, the fear, what, what's being done, the, the, the one world agenda and everything that's come along with that. And all the, all the dots started connecting. So it wasn't until, you know, two years ago that I started questioning things. And now it's like, fuck, you see anything. And it's like, I wouldn't doubt it these days. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm not quick to write things off. Like I used to be, uh, and look at people as, you know, batshit crazy because of their, their thoughts on some conspiracy. Do you remember what number specifically, what you saw that made it so you weren't afraid of COVID? Were you like, Oh, that does, I'm not, I'm not worried. I, I'm good. Do you remember anything in specific? Uh, no, I remember seeing like 99.6% uh, survival rate. Uh, right. But yeah, right. when I saw that, I was like, survival the fittest. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. You know, so yeah, people are going to die. That happens, right? Um, and that wasn't, uh, you know, that wasn't a uh, popular uh, statement. And especially when you look at, uh, you know, the play the decade before, Attack on Masculinity, right? For a man to be speaking up and saying those words is absolutely uh, not okay, uh, being how sensitive people are. So it's, uh, yeah. And, you know, I understand now through this whole process, why so many men are, are, are not standing up, you know, scared to share opinions, like fuck the hate I get within the community alone. When I make a move that goes outside what somebody would like me to do. Right. It's, uh, people are so quick to judge and, and, uh, and, and criticize others, whether it's coming from a, a, a place of good intent and usually not, it's coming from a place of uh, their own insecurities, their own trauma, their own anger that's built up inside the unresolved anger there that they take out on you projection. I, I have a friend who's pretty wealthy who lives in Canada and he says basically he, and he's, and he earned every cent of it. He worked his fucking ass off. And, um, he said that basically he has to hide his wealth mm. because Canada in general, uh, I guess, because of I guess it's it's socialist way of thinking that um, anyone who wants to push the boundaries, work extra hard, earn what they get, celebrate their successes, it's frowned upon. There's something culturally there in Canada that's like that. I think, and, and I think a lot of the um, I think countries like uh, what are they called? Uh, Nordic countries have that too. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely see the cultures there quite a bit more than I see in the states for sure. If you're making comparison, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. this tall yeah. poppy syndrome. Instead of celebrating the successes, yeah. people are are fucking chopped down. Like, yeah. hey, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, stuck in that victim mindset, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it comes out for sure. 
Why do you, is there anything it can 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 that be changed in Canada? You think you think that's part of the awakening? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would I would I would hope so. At least uh, I think so. I think we'll see that on all fronts. Uh, now, how many years that's going to take to to have that happen? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting to see. A lot of people are scared to see you know the the next year's play out. I'm not, um, but I've come to a, a place spiritually where. I know um, God's plan is is much better than the plan I've designed in my head originally from what society has conditioned me to think that I want, right? So I've let go of that. If you can do the work of letting go what that little voice inside your ego wants and surrendering to the universe and what God has planned for you, it's exciting. Um, but a lot of people are still stuck on on the you know the worldly possessions or, or their thought of what a happy life is uh, that they're always chasing and never actually living. Right. So you can give up uh, give up what society has conditioned you to think that you want and need and what life should be and can surrender to the universe. God's plan for you. Fuck it, makes the future look exciting. Actually, as you're going to see it unfold. It is exciting. I wake up every morning so excited. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Congratulations to get another fucking day is the way I look at it. You know, so many people aren't celebrating that they have another day. I often uh, ask people, you know, if I was to say, here's a million dollars I'm going to put in your account tomorrow morning, you wake up and see that transaction, would you celebrate? And, you know, 99.9% of people say absolutely yes, other than those that are extremely depressed and like, all right, well, what if I told you I'm going to give you this pill? Uh, you're going to take that and you're going to have two days to live. So you only get to you know spend that money for a day. But here's a million bucks. Like, well, no, I choose to fucking live more in a day than a million dollars. All right, well, why aren't you waking up celebrating that you got another day if you choose life over, you know, yeah, yeah, celebrate for, right? Like, wake up with that gratitude that you have the air in your lungs. You know, every day I, I look at it as the best damn day of my life. And that doesn't matter what's going on. People think that's bullshit. I'm like, no, I got all the I got all the lessons from yesterday that I've learned from the tools that I've gained from, all the good memories from yesterday, and here I am with air in my lungs and the life to fucking make the most out of the day and move forward and be right. Like, what else do we have other than the moment right at hand? Uh, someone said uh, I heard someone say it similar the other day. If Be- Bezos would give up every cent he had to start life over again, if he could go back to being a little boy, mm. and it's right. You're like, wow, you're right. You would. Like, would you pay ten thousand dollars to take ten years off your life? Yes. Would you t- spend a hundred thousand? Yes. A billion? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. I give me my ten years back. I'll take it. Man, and, and man, uh, yeah. It's it's even even if every day's a fight, it's 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 being alive. It's it's worth it's worth being alive. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you 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 probably share the same outlook uh, after you cross so many mountaintops gets to a point where you know the challenges at hand are, are something that's a gift. Whether whether it's, you know, knocking you right on your fucking ass and kicking your ass over and over, you hit a point in life where no matter how hard those challenges are, you know it's for good reason. There's a beautiful view when you get through it, right? So yeah. keep going and enjoy the process as much as you can, um, which takes, you know, a conscious reminder quite a bit. That, that, uh, yeah, that comes from experience, that's for sure. Um, Sean, since you have been keeping your head low for the last month, what was your thought about coming on just some random podcast to some dude you don't know? Uh, happy, man. Happy to always chat. You know, it's it's not something I put myself out there very much anymore. Like you said, I've been pretty quiet. Um, I do plan on making changes to that. It's more so, you know, trying to be wise where I put my 
put my attention to sharing the words that I share, you know, doing my best to create unity over division. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's something I'm happy to come and shoot the shit with, man. For, for, for a daily reminder, what do you use as a tool to stay on track with this unity over division? I have this book here, uh, the Tao Te Ching, um, uh, written by Lao Tzu, uh, Stephen Mitchell. You can just basically open it to you know um, any any page here, number twenty two. If you want to become whole, let yourself be partial. If you want to become straight, let yourself be crooked. If you want to become full, let yourself be empty. If you want to be reborn, let yourself die. If you want to be given everything, give everything up. And this is what you were saying. You want the universe, then surrender to it and let it let it stop fighting with it, stop arguing with reality and let it fucking dump its abundance on you. Do you have a do you have a a tool that you use? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I have an app actually I developed that I have all my tools in that I that I utilize now. Um, and I would start, you know, the day with well, quite a few things: um, breath work, meditation. That's how I start my day. But my I am's, you know, I write all my I am's, what I'm grateful for, uh, following I am, and remembering I am and who we all are and connected as one in the consciousness. Um, so that's a huge one, you know, in terms of a book, uh, one I always go to that, you know, kind of like your reference there would be the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, simple, simple four agreements to live your standard life by that, uh, help bring everything in check. And yeah, just remember who we are and what we're here to do, not get lost in the, uh, the design of, uh, of it to, you know, get in a fearful mindset and just give up all your fucking rights and your sovereignty and lose track of the spiritual connection and the spirit, uh, spiritual path that we have here. Has your daughter, um, made, how old's your daughter? Nine. Nine. Has she made any, any, I know she's, she's at that age. Um, they seems like they start around five where they start um, telling you who you are. Like, Oh, I noticed you did this today or Hey, you're, you no need to yell at me. Or is she, has she made any observations about your transformation? Dad, I noticed blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She hasn't, uh, you know, stated it so bluntly, like as, as you, uh, as you shared their suggestion, but she definitely has, uh, and can feel that change. You know, everybody around here does. It's, uh, yeah, it's a completely different energy, which I know is appreciated by most. Some people are still stuck and uh, wanting to be angry, so they don't appreciate it. But that's where you just be true to yourself, right? Authentic, and uh, you'll, you'll attract your tribe. And do, do you own a dog? Yes, I do. Yeah, Vincent. He's sleeping beside me here. It, it's it's kind of like those people who get really aggressive dogs. Yep. And I always wondered, like, like there's, I think I always thought, oh, the, like people who get those pit bulls that like they have to, they're the dog that at the dog park always has to have the ball, or the dog that's always just doing something bad. And I think, why did those people get those dogs? Do they hate themselves trying to complicate their lives? Like, why did you get three Jack Russell Terriers? I think he's going to get. Yeah. I think he's going to get yeah. dog. Do, yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm saying? No. Like, why? If you want going to get a dog, why not just get a chill dog? Why? Why are you getting a dog that adds problems to your life? That like, you, like if your front door is left open, you, it's fucking the police are going to be there. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I think a lot of dogs embody the energy of the owner too, right? So right. whatever uh, whatever's going inside there is is you know transmitting through that animal that's uh, spending all that time and picking up that energy from you. You could be a um. You, you know what you you're like. Uh, do you know who Dan Blazarian is? Yeah, yeah. 
Has anyone ever compared you to him? Not, not, yeah, your, um, not in your behavior. That. You know, my page used to be all about guns, firearms, and you know, off-roading. Uh, and the beard. Uh, yeah, I used to get that uh, that relation, um, that suggestion on uh, you know the, the resemblance quite a bit, which. Obviously, I don't think I ever appreciated it very much as a father. No, no. <laughs> oh, shit. This guy got married? Holy fuck. No shit. <laughs> wouldn't think that. Wow. Congratulations, dude. Wow. I, that's an, I'm Armenian, and that's an Armenian uh, uh, last name. Is that his, is that his wedding? Wow, good on him. And yeah, it, he's, living, uh, he's living his life, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No judgment. Uh yeah. he um uh it, it's I I was I was um just sitting on the assault bike, you know, you know the the exercise the exercise bike in front of a TV just going through watching videos of years interviews and it just a couple of days ago it just hit me. I was like, "Holy fuck, this is like the angel ver this is like the angel version that sits on Blazarian's shoulder." Uh Sean Zimmer is like, "Buddy, should you really be doing that?" I don't I don't know if you should uh really do you need do you need 18 girls at this party, dude? Come on, put put down the vape pen, Dan. Um, I I am gonna stick you in my uh, Google alerts. I'm gonna watch you closely. Uh, please, um, uh, for those of us who who have uh, taken an interest in you, please keep us posted. Um, uh, be sending all my love, dude. It's even better talking to you than I imagined. You're such a cool cat. And, uh, and we'll be watching to see what happens in the next month and, and then hopefully have you back on and, and hear about the court case and about how uh, cool the judge was and the judge realized the work you had to do outside the cell. Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that, brother. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, you have my number. If there's ever anything I can do for you, let me know. Any suggestions Likewise. you have for me. All right, Likewise. man. Cheers. Take care, guys. Peace and love. Bye. And then there were two. Gonna turn my fancy light on. I don't know if Beaver can come on. Beaver, can you come on? Yeah, no. Hey. Thoughts, Mr. Beaver, from an undisclosed location. What are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Zimmer? He's an interesting cat. He, uh, I mean, it's. I actually went through the Reddit feed a little bit, just like listening to what people were saying or reading what people were saying about him. And it's, it's just, it's crazy. They, they have no idea what they're... Top secret orders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they just what? Basically, people just idiot. hate him because he he didn't take the vaccine and he wants to keep his yard open and and and, and exercise. And so people are calling him a child molester for that or a murderer, right. or just like yeah, and they, they call whatever. him like a, they call him a mooch. Like they're he's like because he put up a a GoFundMe because the the Canadian government seized everybody's GoFundMe's and like took all their money from them. And he's like, oh, why don't you get a real job? Like call him a piece of shit he's like why do you have so many guns like that you must be like it dude it's crazy it was just insane what people were writing in there and they're just saying it all behind some guise of a random reddit account name and you'll never know who that person is unless you do some serious digging 
the ambiguity that that it's all it's all ambiguity and just nonsense attacks that that god i can't anytime just so people know when you send me links there's two places i don't i don't go to face i don't go to facebook tiktok or reddit i don't go to facebook or tiktok because i don't have time so if you send me links to that i just go right past it and i i will go to tw- twitter although often um for some reason i can't see shit on twitter on my phone it's always asking me to log in and i get annoyed with that and but uh, I ref- I will I never go to Reddit ever 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 ever. I think of Reddit as a place for child mol- child molesters. All it, you know, even even now I'm concerned about Beaver that he's it. <laughs> I fucking hate that place. It's the worst. It's coward. It's coward heaven. Gross. It's like it's like um it, it's the worst kind of indulgence. I imagine everyone over there spends twelve hours of their day. All the men who go on Reddit spend twelve hours of the day trying to suck their own dick. Like that's their favorite pastime. <laughs> I imagine bot. a lot of them are bots too. Yeah, bots that try to suck their own dick. They're just yeah. gross. Yeah. Might be difficult. They're a little square. That's okay. What did you think of Mr. Zimmer, uh, Susa? Uh, I thought what he's doing is cool. I just think it's funny, just the power of division through the media and how much that, like, once that division is created, you need an enemy. And if you look at somebody like him and you were to just take all the thought that we had and just kind of analyze him for what he's actually doing, it'd be hard to hate an individual like that. But with the yeah. power of the media spotlight and um, the way that that information can be manipulated, it just it's crazy to me that you could create an enemy out of somebody like that. You know what he reminded me of? The um, Dan Blazarian. No, no, no. Um, he didn't like that. Who, that wasn't a good note to end on. That's all right. It was. It was good. The, so funny. The uh, the guy who own, runs the Acton Academy. Oh, that's good. That's, that's what he good. reminded me of. Because I mean, with I mean, with how he's running his house, he's got like a community. I mean, it's not like a school or anything, but I imagine there is some sort of like home education going on with them. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, and he just wants to do his own thing. Well, I think he's threatening to the powers that be because if more people like him kind of take their own lives, community, and stuff within their own responsibility, you would see a shift of the of the power and the influence. And so, when people usually have a large collection of power and influence, they'll do whatever they can to keep it and keep amassing more. And I think that's just what we're seeing now. Caleb getting jacked on his work trip. Are you training a lot, Caleb? Looks like it from yeah. Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> um, it, it, it's hot. Is your is your is the gym hot? Hot as fuck, dude. No AC in there. Okay, <laughs> it's hot as fuck. <laughs> um, so so when you do that, you just drink a shitload of water before you work out. Like you're like, okay, I'm gonna work out, dude. I probably drink like two liter over two liters of water a day. I only know gallons. How many? How many okay. liters are in a gallon? That's <laughs> like, it's. I mean, it's probably a gallon and a half. Well, I probably drink about a gallon and a half a day. Wow, wow! And I just sweat my ass off. Um, uh, Sevon, I swear you're. I, 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 I Tony Andrews. Jesus. I, I swear, Sevon, Sevon, you say you're not religious or believe in God. <laughs> Uh, you certainly hold many Christian values. Wait, what's today? Oh shit, I gotta take the kids to play test. Well, the thing okay. is this. I I had that guy Jay Nara on, and he talked about objective um uh morality, and he explained to me what that is. And I guess I have that. My mom raised me, my mom and my dad raised me to treat people the way I want to be treated. So that's like right. that was really both my mom and dad, that was really beat beat into me. 
Like, and my dad, my parents are very nice people. Like, you know, my dad's the kind of guy, like if he drove by like a seagull injured in the road, a fucking seagull, dude. Do you know how fucking big a seagull is? It's like fucking like <laughs> this. They're fucking huge. He would swerve and hit it to make sure no, that it's dead. No, so he would can... fucking pull over and put it in a paper bag and bring it home and put it what? on our deck and feed it until it could fly away on its own. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I'm telling you, like I have a, my like my parents are like my parents are good people, oh, and and so funny. like I just have I just have that um I have that and then I've been around really smart people too. You know um. Uh, I don't know why it takes so long for these things to hit me, but I remember Greg Glassman says, you can't be for death penalty. And I go, why is that? And he said, because they're going to get it wrong and innocent people are going to get killed. And I'm like, oh shit, they are going to get it wrong. Innocent people are going to die. And then you start thinking, and it's the same thing why it's like, I, I struggle with war because you send these, if, if we kill someone, then we've also made a murderer. You can't kill someone and then no one killed them. Would you rather have keep a murderer alive or kill one and add another one? I it, it starts to become batshit crazy to me. And and I'm I don't want to rationalize idiocy. By the way, I just I just saw some. I just read this. Uh, I just saw this amazing video sent, someone sent me from the Dark Horse podcast. Can you pull up that podcast really quick? It's between Peter Bogosian and whatever the guy's name is Weinstein. These are two of the most gnarly fucking left-wing dudes ever, and now they've been red-pilled. And if you want to hear their conversation about why they use this model of why the left has no morality, and it's fascinating. I used to never even like that word morality because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really understand what it meant. But in a nutshell, it means like, uh, yeah, yeah, this, this is so good. You guys got to listen to this. These are two fucking real fucking Portland fucking betas that fucking unfuck themselves. It's fucking brilliant. And uh, this guy's been around forever, uh, both these guys. And if you haven't seen the movie, There Are No Safe Spaces, or no. What's the movie with Adam Carolla and uh, the Prager U guy? No Safe Spaces. You have to watch that movie. That guy's one of the main characters in it. It's crazy. No Safe Spaces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially watch it with someone who's a who's a fucking tree hugging liberal like me. Watch it with them. It's so crazy to get to for oh, to watch it with liberals. It really fucks I, with us. You'll be I I start like twitching and shit. It's crazy. I had a, so somebody <laughs> I work with is she's she's like hardcore leftist, and uh, then she started just like realizing how crazy people are getting, and then watched the uh, what is a woman? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, she's like these people. It cannot be a part of this and now she's like completely against it it's it's fucking hilarious so so my, i i have really close family members and friends and i'm like hey you know you, 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 how could you be democrat black lives matter kills kills like is led to 34 percent increase in uh, black on black crime and they'll be like well not that part not that part and i'm like well what about this part over here uh sexualizing kids well that's not left either <laughs> what about this and like there i'm like well what the fuck is left <laughs> anymore what's remaining what 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 tell, tell me what you stand for the direction all though. your cities are fucked direction <laughs> philadelphia new york brooklyn san francisco los angeles every city you know where's not fucked is quarter lane idaho guess what it's not that's it's not run by guess who <laughs> fucking nuts well okay who do we have on the show tomorrow 
Hey, Key, hey, no one it, is do, a do you work day. with that chick? Do you work with that chick, Caleb? Yeah, you I do. Keep, keep, keep us updated on her, please. I will. She's, she's, she's coming. She's coming. I like she's her. Starting to open up a little bit. Yeah. I want you to tell her I like her. Be like, hey, what <laughs> Uh, tomorrow is a uh, interesting Saturday. day. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think tomorrow night, though, that we will do a live call-in show. I think it's going to be a late-night call-in show at 7 p.m. Maybe I'll even do a Hiller Fit review show there. I haven't talked to Andrew in a week. Um, uh, and, I, um, and then on the 16th, we have Dr. Cashy back on, probably one of the smartest dudes walking the planet. He's always fun to listen to. Wednesday, we have Sherman Merrick on. I've had Sherman on uh, the CrossFit podcast and this podcast before. He is a uh, CrossFit gym owner, a businessman, entrepreneur, but he's also a, um, an, an incredible role model for uh, personal accountability in, in the most real sense and in the financial sense. Uh, then on the 18th, we have uh, Kevin Kessler. Kevin had a heart attack in a CrossFit gym and – uh, his life was saved, I think, by one of the members. It would be cool to hear his story. Then on the 19th, we have the author of – we have Alan Stein. No, I was like, don't you – we have two different books that we were uh... – <clears throat> The author of Raise Your Game Raise your and game. Sustain Your Game. That's right. Raise Your Game and Sustain Your Game, which I'm going to um, listen to on audiobook tomorrow. Uh, when as I drive, sit in the car for seven hours. <clears throat> All right, that's it. Nothing else. Thanks for checking <laughs> in, everyone. Um, hey, you know what I was thinking about doing? What do you think about this as an idea for a show? We should do. We just do an entire show on going through workout by workout on what a uh, Mal O'Brien, what things we could tweak that made it so she would have beat Tia. Like each event and what she would have to do to win or just yeah or, or who took or do the same thing for Roman and um and Justin yeah so basically to show either how close it was or how far away be like hey if she would have done this here and not tripped here in this event she could have gotten these points and just mm -hmm. kind of make a like a what if scenario to show to show I think that'd be cool you might uncover some interesting information like, oh, if she had done her muscle-ups 10 seconds faster, it would have changed the point spread by like whatever yes. because of who yes. came in between. Yeah, that's yes. cool. That's cool. It's better than the what if Rich was an individual conversation still. Right. That's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Yeah. Nonstop. Dear Caleb, I'd suggest LMNT two packets before your workout. You'll feel amazing and have more energy and your loads will fly across the room. Wow. <laughs> Less dehydration okay. equals better All performance. Right. Those are so salty, oh. though. Have you had them before? <laughs> those yeah, loads that fly across the room. <laughs> yes, sure. Definitely. Yeah, those are those are very salty sometimes, unless I eat pineapple. I've had I eat zero pineapple. Of it's not so bad. When I life source myself at night, it's uh, it's kind of hit or miss out here. Watch out for friendly fire over there, Caleb. We don't want to be walking into any room and <laughs> catch a salty. We leave stray. each other alone. Yeah, so we give each other time. Stray. Um, get your shirts at Vindicate and Life is RX. Get your uh coffee at Paper Street Coffee. Get your testosterone at cahormones.com. Use the code word Sevon and get extra love. Maybe a handy. Okay, bye.